most of my living right now is making bird watching videos online, so it's, it's worked out really well. I'm gonna put you on the spot real fast. What are we hearing right now? That squeak over yeah. us is an American robin. I was hearing a northern cardinal over there whenever we first started setting up. Yeah. And when I first got here, we had several American goldfinches in the parking lot and an eastern meadowlark, which was pretty cool. You don't hear those a lot anymore. Is this where all the fairy tales come to an end? Is this the end? They are the bluest blue you can imagine. Yeah. It's a blue angel's yeah. jet blue. Yeah. You can't miss it. But a painted bunting is like, you remember those Lisa Frank pencils we used to get? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Though? I mean, the males are so cold. It's like a, it's like a bird in a clown suit. <laughs> the award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching, for listening. We've got a great show lined up for you today. We are still, once again, at the Discovery Park of America. Now we're outside with the beautiful trails here and, and the village that we got behind us and the ponds and all the fun stuff that's going on. People are having a great time, and Miss Amy uh, Spencer has helped me co-host today, and thanks for... Now jumping getting, in with us. Now we're playing in the rocking chairs. Yeah, I love this setup here. <laughs> we should do this more often, rocking in the in the breeze on the porch. Uh, for this show, we have Ranger Keith with us. If y'all have uh, uh, followed Wildcast for a while, you saw he was on a show not too far back, and and he, he said we got to have him back. We're in his neck of the woods now, so yeah. have him back, and he's gonna play a few songs. We're yeah. gonna talk outdoor birding. So, yeah, thanks for being here. Uh, it was a blast last time we had you in the studio, but we were reminiscing a little bit, saying, you know, it's probably better to be outside for this show so we can hear some birds and kind of uh, talk Pick, about what we're seeing. Picked a great day. You did the, the right paperwork for the weather, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I talked to the man upstairs. So. He paid extra. <laughs> <laughs> we got the, the right weather, and uh, it's, it's going to be a fun conversation. But uh, for those who didn't see the first show, Keith, remind us who you are and kind of give us an update. Uh, of what you've been up to here lately. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Keith Peluso. Uh, came in, what is it, like February that it came with? Yeah, it was a little while back, yeah. Yep, uh, talked about birds, uh, but I'm a former Tennessee State Park Ranger. Uh, worked with Tennessee State Parks for about 10 years. And then in 2018, I had a chance to, to kind of change up careers a little bit and uh, went on a TV show called The Voice and uh, went to the semifinals in that show and then got picked up with a band called Blood, Sweat and Tears, which is a, like a jazz fusion band that's uh, about twice as yeah. old as me. <laughs> Great group, and, though. Those oh, awesome man. Guys. So much fun. And I toured with them for uh, from 2019 up until December of last year. Okay. Uh, my wife and I have a little boy who's five, and I was kind of ready to come off the road and and, uh, and be a dad for a while. So. But now I make uh, most of my living right now is making bird watching videos online. So it's, it's worked out really well. It's well, remind folks uh, where they can go find those bird videos and a little bit about what they're going to see when they get there. Yeah, sure. So uh, most of my content is uh, talking about birding by ear and how to learn bird calls and things like that. And kind of the, the meat and potatoes of it is, um, and this is kind of something I started during the during the pandemic when, when everybody was really stressed out, was... Uh, just being able to get outside and sit somewhere quiet and just kind of 
be there and use it as a meditation practice or whatever but uh you're just learning the bird calls around you and kind of just using that as as your own little quiet time and so that's kind of the the backbone of of everything i do uh so it's um super lucky to get to just talk about stuff that i like to be a nerd about all day <laughs> yeah i guess uh being a park ranger you have the wildlife degree or some type of degree that was focused on wildlife is that right sure kind of led to that went to ut martin right down the street <laughs> right down our street, uh, yeah. and uh majored in environmental biology over there and i uh, had some great professors dr tom blanchard over there dr david pitts was the uh ornithology professor he's he's since retired but uh, really got me fired up about birds back then, and I, I never stopped. I didn't when I went to to school. I was I wanted to major in biology, but I was actually doing a, a reptile and amphibian survey of real foot for a couple of years as my undergrad okay. research. I had no interest in birds whatsoever, and then Dr. Pitts just kind of flipped a, a switch on me, and and, and it's uh, amazing how some of those professors can do that. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, and well, we just had Eric on a show, and he he Eric said he Rosenthal. knew you. Yeah, Rosenthal said he, mm-hmm. he's our their snake guy here. So yeah, y'all have crossed paths, I guess. He's a brilliant birder too. Okay, yeah, he didn't he didn't notify us on that. I mean, Eric <laughs> Eric's brilliant just in 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 many many ways, but uh, he's he's a great birder too. But but he's a he loves herps, man. It's uh it's what he's all about. Yeah, he's very passionate. Yeah, <laughs> you get kind of tell. Yeah, you get him started, and it's it's a, it's a fun conversation yeah. for great sure. Guy. Well, uh, I'm gonna put you on the spot real fast. You might have to pull your earphone, your headphones off. But what are we hearing right now? Do you hear any? Oh, it's it's what it's one fifteen in the afternoon. It's like eighty five degrees out, so it won't be the same as if it was like six a.m. But we'll see what we get. I got a weed eater. <laughs> a weed eater, yeah. Uh, that that squeak over yeah. us is an American robin. I was hearing a northern cardinal over there whenever we first started setting up. Yeah. And when I first got here, we had several American goldfinches in the parking lot, uh, and uh, and an eastern meadowlark, which was pretty cool. You don't hear those a lot anymore. It sounds like that robin is yeah, right here. Right over right yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll come back. Maybe there's some more that'll come around, and we'll hear some more later. Yeah. But. Um, the last time you were on, you did some songs. You want to do a song to get it started? I can. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, it was fun to learn about your blood, sweat, and tear uh, tour and some of the yeah. things you were doing with those guys and your time on The Voice. And uh, we always love music on Wildcast. So. Well, thanks. For Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> a few drummers in the house, or a drummer and a guitarist. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a uh, it's hard playing in a room full of musicians. Uh, I'll play the saddest song I know. Okay, good way to get it started. <laughs> this uh, well, I'd plan on doing a sad one and a and a fun one, like a funny one. We'll finish off with a fun one. Yeah. yeah. So I, this one's off my last album. Uh, my wife and I just celebrated ten years of marriage in May, and uh, I had a dream one night a couple of years ago that, that it was just going kaput, and uh, I wrote a song about that sort of feeling, and mm. I feel like it's relatable for some people. This is called Fairy Tale. face as you open up the door 
Lines around your eyes You don't laugh much anymore We don't talk too much about it We don't talk too much at all We just pay our bills And then collapse The weekend comes and goes Is this what you wanted? Baby Is this a happy ever after that we planned? Is this forever? Baby, is this where all the fairy tales come to an end? Is this the end? Crazy, but I knew what you were gonna say, and I know I haven't always been heroic. But is there anything worth saving? Is there anything to say? Is this what you wanted, baby? Is this the happy ever after that we planned? this forever baby is this where all the fairy tales come to an end is this where all the fairy tales come to an end is this where all the fairy tales come to an end is this the end That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks, man. I loved it. I love the artistic, uh, just the pauses and the and the way that that song was written and, and the music too. It's awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. that's cool. That's cool. Well, um, and I was recording that too. While we were, I had to get I had to get some good video of that for this angle too. Uh, but uh, anyway, before before all that, we were talking about uh, before the show a new book that you got that you're yeah. working on or a journal. So tell us what's going on there. That yeah. sounds really cool. So when uh, when, you, when you asked me to to come on the show, you're like, "Hey, bring some new songs and play them." And I was like, "I don't have any new songs." Because <laughs> the past uh, for the past year or so, I've been working on a book, uh, and I've been like writing some songs here and there, but I, but that's been my main focus here lately. I. Uh, uh, got a message last year from from a publishing company that that was watching my content and stuff online they were like hey i would love for you to i've got this idea for for a book and i'd, I'd love for you to be the one that writes it oh wow and so uh 
it's a it's a journal for a year of of bird watching but uh kind of use it's kind of uh splits the difference between using it as a mindfulness practice and like hey this is what you know this is some real ornithology this is yeah. how you go bird watching because yeah. i didn't want it to be too woo woo you know what i mean um <laughs> woo woo i like that yeah, yeah. you know you want to actually learn something here yeah so uh so it starts you off and there's a strong bias in the, in birds from the southeast because that's where i'm from um but i tried to mix it in with with birds from from out west to a little bit but uh uh it highlights six different species of birds and kind of the role that they play in different ecosystems and kind of their life strategies or whatever um and then gives you lots of space to make your own observations but it, there's basically a long intro in there where hey here's how you get started if you're overwhelmed with with birding or kind of starting that is something you want to do um here are places to go and here's the right kind of attitude you should have about it here's how to be respectful of other people especially on public yeah. land and, mm-hmm. and things like that and then uh kind of just gives you some prompts on how to observe things like what are you seeing you know where are you where are you going so it's a it's a whole year of that wow and so uh I'm pretty excited about it. Put a yeah. little work into it. That's cool. Yeah, it's um, when you say six species, is that are you looking at six birds? Period, or are we talking about more than just six different? Uh, the, it highlights. Uh, I highlight six species per season. Per season. Okay, um, gotcha. Where you know we're going to start off in the spring, and so I'm talking about hey, this is uh, what should be coming in right now, or and I'm trying to pick birds that will paint broad strokes on different ecological concepts uh to where you know we're talking about like northern perulas and then we're if we're just talking specifically about northern perulas i can then kind of segue into other things with wood warblers and things like that or mm-hmm. talk about long-term migrants and in the fall we talk about shorebirds and uh kind of that whole shorebird migration yeah so i'm using single species to paint broad uh, concepts. Very cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure Amy knows all her birds, right? I did at one time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the wildlife background that you guys do, so I, yeah. When I get out there and I start listening, I'm like, uh, a mockingbird. I mean, uh, we, quail. <laughs> Those are easy to spot. <laughs> we just came through this spring migration right now too, and all of our summer birds are starting to show up. And then our spring migration, especially in West Tennessee here, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, if you go out into in, into East Tennessee. It might still be there all summer. It's just higher up in elevation. It's up in the mountain. But okay. in West Tennessee, it's just going to stop and go for about two weeks. Uh, so, yeah, I, I've been talking about the indigos. I've seen a lot of indigos here yeah. the last couple of days. And my son was like, what? And I'm like, all right, do you see this on the side of the road? We're seeing it. And then a woodpecker. I saw it every morning, well, every day for about two weeks in yeah. one spot. And I'm like, I was curious. what, And I kept saying, I need to put the camera in the car. I was wondering what was going on, but I guess on those wood those posts, it was getting some bugs out yeah. of those posts, and I was like, and it was just there for two weeks. Yep. But, yep. So, but uh, you know, so every day I was like, hey, look for the woodpecker. Yeah. Oh, where, where, where? So, what's the trick for would you say indigo? Yeah. What's the trick for hearing for those? If you hear those call, they they are the bluest blue you can imagine. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to hear them; you just see well, them. <laughs> it, it's super easy to hear them too. But yeah. it, it, a lot of times you're going to see them, like if you're driving down a gravel road with a kind of a, some woodland edge next to you, uh-huh. they're going to take off from the ground. And you'll see just splash of blue from the males. But if you're not doing that, the the males will find the tallest spot they can they can get to. Okay. And they make this uh, call this like chick chick bear bear saw saw wheat wheat, and so they they like babble, <laughs> but they repeat each syllable. 
And that's kind of just the mnemonic device I use. That's cool. Yeah. That sounds like a song. Maybe you could write a song with bird sounds. So, I think everybody's expecting So it. I will I, I will go back to uh, the ornithology class and Dr. Beeler uh, at UT because I'm a Knoxville grad. So I remember when we were talking, I always wanted to see the painted bunny and the painted bunny. Oh. Chimney Swift. Yep. So I wanted to see the painted bunny. And then I moved down here to West Tennessee and I'm sitting at my house in Jackson one day and I look out and I'm like, holy cow. There's the painted bunny in yep. the backyard. And I'm like, where's the camera? And of course, this is back in the old 35 millimeter day. So I have crappy pictures of it, but I was like, there's the one bird I wanted to see. Yep. They're only so here. excited. They're only here for a minute, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Painted bunny. Yeah. So the, the, you know, the indigo bunting is as blue. I know you, you guys can't see it, but there's a blue angel's jet back there. <laughs> yeah. It's uh-huh. a blue angel's yeah. jet blue. Yeah. You can't miss it. Uh, but a painted bunting is like, it's almost, you remember those Lisa Frank pencils we used to get? <laughs> well, I don't know if I used to get them. Lisa yeah. Frank. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it's so, the males are so colorful. It's like a, it's like a bird in a clown suit. Yeah. It, it's so almost colorful. like you dip parts of it in different colors. Bird book. Yeah, you got a bird book right here. Let me find, let me get this if we got <laughs> so, it. So, I mean, it was just, that was the one bird when I was in, at Knoxville. I was like, man, I really, really want to see one, but you need to come. You had to be in Shelby County. It was pretty much mm-hmm. the only place you really? were going to see it hmm. and i thought i'll never get to see one and I, I i clearly remember i look out and it's sitting on the fence and i'm like you gotta be kidding me and i was so excited you know i ran and got the camera and i was taking pictures of it of course in the old days you know it's before you have some of the <laughs> photos that we have today but yeah so we'll have to show jason it all right i'm, a, I'm a terrible at this Hold on. well he uh while he's flipping there we've got he's got these books and we're going to touch on some of that kind of sure. some of the things you need when you go birding or some of the things that'll help yeah, he so he's got a prime example right here what do you see it so there this you go. is a painted bunting oh wow yeah look at this dude okay and i said bunny i thought you said bunny painted bunting yep <laughs> that's my southern coming out okay yeah so that, that's painted bunting. Yeah. yeah, okay. This is the way I say it. The female looks much more more tasteful. You know, the male is like dunked in a bucket of paint. So and say it was that's the way it is yeah. <laughs> for most birds, right? The males are the most colorful, correct? The, for in a, most parts. For, for a lot of them, it, the, there's a, like the, the term for sexual dimorphism. And then for sometimes some birds, the female is more colorful, like in the case of belted kingfishers. And mm. that's reverse sexual dimorphism. Okay. So the belted king, the belted kingfishers have, the females have a, they're like bluish gray on their backs, white on the belly. And the female has like a rosy, rusty band across here. And the males don't have that. Well, right now, what are some of the most common Say if we're right there goes some some yep. birds flying. What what's the most common we're going to see right now? I, uh, this is the warm time of year. I think it, it depends on where you are. The chimney swifts just came back. The little flying cigars, and so anywhere <laughs> that's what they look like. Okay, yeah, uh, I like that. Anytime, any if yeah. if you're near uh, if you're near buildings and stuff like that, you should be he- seeing and hearing chimney swifts. American robins are everywhere. But once we get into uh, you know if you're going into uh, like woodland. You, you're going to see the same. We, we talked about some in February that yeah. are that are year-round residents, and so you'll still see the individuals in the multi-species woodland flock that we talked about. Mm-hmm. So your same red-bellied woodpeckers, uh, downy woodpeckers, um, Carolina chickadees, things like that that were in a group together. Now they've kind of dispersed, and they're out breeding now. Um, 
but now you should hear things like wood thrushes, which is one of my favorite bird calls of all time. It's incredible. What's the trick on that one? Whippoorwills are really calling at night yeah, right yeah. now. Those Last are, night they were, I'm like, yeah, it's, that's it's cool. so enjoying. I don't, I don't get to hear those where I am, they're, but they're whippoorwills and chuckwills widows are yeah. so cool. But uh, yeah, wood thrush, one of my favorites. Uh, just got back right now, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Just got back. Mississippi kites, super cool bird, man. So if you, yeah, and, <laughs> you know, up, like, actually, I, I go back to one of the professors here at Union University was big instrumental in getting those, helping to reestablish the kites back in this area. Yeah. So I love every time I see one, I'm just like, and they are so fascinating. And then if you look. You also see the dragonflies too. Mm -hmm. There's the dragonflies. They're actually in there eating, and it's just—it's amazing to watch them. They are like missiles in the sky. Yep. Well, I love a Mississippi cat. And when they're when they're just kind of aimlessly looking for for food, though, they're so light. It, everything they do looks so effortless. They're just like a piece of paper, just kind of floating around. Yeah, they're so cool. They make this pew pew sound for their call. Yeah, it's very real cool. I think I, it's cool to listen to you talking. Just like you can just name off those sounds. And I think it's it's awesome to watch your videos too. Thanks, I, man. I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. Um, I tell you what, let's do another song. Let's do another song, and then we'll come back. Some we gonna do a funny one? Yeah. We can do. A, I played a sad song for the first one. I think we do a funny fun. one. Be yeah. funny. Okay. There's a little bit of a backstory. Well, we're a little silly around here anyway. <laughs> oh, <good>. so. <laughs> so, so for this one, I. Uh, uh, I haven't released this one at all. Uh -oh. I've just kind of been working on this. Right uh, here on Wildcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I play it a lot live, though, to, to where whenever I play it live, like, usually the people are like, are you going to play Wanda? <laughs> uh, so it's a joke tune. But uh, I, my brother and I both really love musicals. And my brother's music teacher. And uh, uh, we love musicals, but we don't look or sound like the kind of dudes that would. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the, you know, like, Getting into musicals, you'll re realize quickly there aren't any, like, uh, there are no redneck musicals. I don't think so. <laughs> don't if, if anybody knows one, send it to me. Yeah. Um, so we were like, we should write a redneck musical. And so I started writing this tune, uh, or several tunes that go with this one, but it's about a man named Daryl okay. who, uh, who's incarcerated. And uh, not really for anything crazy, just the wrong place at the wrong time type stuff. And... Uh, <laughs> He's about to get out, and he has fallen in love with a lady that works uh, as a food service worker in, in the prison there. Okay. And he resolves to make himself a, uh, a better suitor for her. Okay. <laughs> and so that's... <laughs> I'm playing this This will be good. Uh, so this song is called Oh, Wanda. Better get my act together, maybe make her mine Oh, Wanda I'm a prisoner of your love The way you're serving up them beans Got me shaking in my chains And now I can't get enough Can I get some more, please? <laughs> so yeah, I've got a wreck 
tracker when I'm back out on the street. Gonna get my driving license, maybe take her out to eat. Gonna make her all that money to buy her all the things she wants, and maybe she'll let me show her off in every bar and restaurant. Oh, Wanda, I'm a prisoner of your love. The way you're making them sloppy joes someday, I'm gonna let you know. to see that i'd love to see that one <laughs> you, you promised me this is coming out right this will be a musical someday right? someday okay someday. my greatest the greatest thing i'll ever do with my life is make a joke musical <laughs> my greatest work i could already see this the performance i was seeing it right there you know it's like the episode of jailhouse rock or something you know i got a grand vision <laughs> oh that's great that's great oh so, uh, oh, I'll think about spaghetti now. Spaghetti and uh, sloppy joes. Go for it. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. Use the sloppy joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I wanted to touch on great places uh, to go birding. Uh, maybe we can focus on West Tennessee since we're here, and then some of the basic gear you would need. Yeah. Like, what would you, what would you uh, suggest for folks who are getting out there for the first time? Man, what what I would suggest uh, more than anything is to start studying a little bit. And there are there if you don't want to buy books and stuff like that just yet, that's totally fine. There are loads of resources, apps you can get on your phone. We talked a little bit about it last time. Yeah, uh, like Merlin Bird ID, uh, eBird uh, from Cornell Lab of Ornithology, the Audubon app. Uh, there are some that you pay for, you can pay for too, but those are the three that I usually teach with because they're free. Yeah. Um, and so I would practice. Even before you start planning like, oh, I'm going to make this trip to real foot and then we're going to go hardcore for a weekend. <laughs> Try just being more aware of what's around you. And I promise you'll see like more stuff than just birds. You may, may learn a few other things, too, um, especially if you start learning calls. Uh, you'll see yeah. like if you start learning some calls, it will interrupt conversations. Like when we were talking about the, the chimney swift earlier, you know, <laughs> uh, but whenever you, you do get started, um, the, the, you, you can go visit your parks or uh, you can try to fling yourself out, out into the wilderness, but there's plenty of stuff going on uh, just just out and about like in right your yard. Yeah. Uh, just so, so be aware of the places that you're already in mm -hmm. and then compare them to when you, you know, when you get in a canoe and go out into real foot or if you're trying to, to go out on Ghost River or something like that. Uh, yeah. And you'll see a huge difference in not just the number of birds, but also the assemblage too, because you want to get a, a multiple habitat types. Like mm. here, this is what we call parkland, or right, you go right. out into a wetland. There'll be different things there too. 
That's awesome. And then binoculars are great. Uh, book if you can. If you want to pick one up, a book is great. Yep. Um, I mean, I have some. But, yeah. Uh, we can. <laughs> <laughs> they are good tools to have. I yeah. mean, because you know you're always looking. Well, I, yeah, you can look. So. And you. And you, you don't have to have an expensive pair either. A binoculars. No, right. You can just pick up an easy. What I, pair, small. What, what I normally recommend just for people getting started, find something that's like 8x50 or 10x42 that just shows these are dirty. It shows the level of magnification and the field of view. Don't get something that's like 12x25 because mm. it'll be too shaky. Hard, yeah. Yep. I'm gotcha. using Nikon Monarchs, but uh, I'd recommend Vortex brand over just about anything else if you want to just spend a couple hundred bucks. They make great scopes too. Yep. Yep, they do. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Nice optics. Good information. I appreciate you, uh, Ranger Keith. It's fun. How do they find you on Instagram? Um, this is Keith Peluso on every everything. Okay. This I don't really check Keith Facebook Peluso. very much, but yeah. uh, Instagram and TikTok. All right. Find him there. And uh, real quick, I want to plug tnwildlife.org. We have a lot of bird sounds there. So click on the wildlife tab, click on birds, and there's all those sounds there. So use that as a tool as well to get, uh, get acquainted with those sounds. Yes. And then follow Keith and just... Just match what he does. <laughs> He's got it going on. Just send me a message. I'll help you out. <laughs> uh, it's been fun. I appreciate it once again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, Amy, time. thank you. Uh, I'm just waiting on the musical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I've already bought a ticket. So uh, go check him out. It's This has been fun. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Tennessee Wildcast. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.